If not at launch, then DLC. Because you know there's going to be DLC for this game. So. And you know what? I'm perfectly fine I'm with that. I'm fine with that because the Monster Hunter is a game where if you release like a like a 20 hunt pack for like 5 bucks, I'd buy it if you added like like a couple new monsters. Just don't add Rajang. Just keep that just keep no. him out of it. No, don't want to You know fight he's him. coming. Super, I don't want to fight him. I don't want to fight Super Rajang's Saiyan Monkey Man. coming, and he's coming Super Slimy 2. You can't stop it. He's <laughs> super be super Slimy sl- Apex Rajang. Super Slimy Apex, uh, what was that, Viral Infected Rajang. That's what you're going to have. And oh. there's, there's nothing you can do to stop Level him. Because he's just 120 be- Super Slimy Apex Rajang. I still think that because they're trying to emulate Western like ideals for modern gaming they're going to do expansions i do believe so i I, yeah it's gonna be 40 bucks and you're gonna get like five new monsters two new maps and like a hundred quests or something you know and, and because monster hunter is a game that that's usually it's Free DLC. The DLC is, is, is just stuff that they periodically release, you know, every other week or so with, uh, with a couple of specialized hunts. Very rarely they'll introduce a new monster, but it's new armor sets and new stuff to go after. And yeah, I absolutely believe that this game, um, being the radical shift from normal monster hunters that it is, is probably going to be, it, it's gonna have a more standardized DLC pack. And, um, I, I'm interested. I'm interested in, in, in seeing what that's probably going to be and what's going to be in it. I think you're right, Nate, when you say it's going to be new monsters, probably not going to be something like just variant monsters like they're used to doing with uh, with DLC packs. It'll be either new or classic monsters that aren't included in base game, uh, new armor sets, and maybe new locales. I mean, why not? Yeah, especially since, like, Capcom has been has been hurting as far as mm-hmm. their, like, franchises go. Like, Street Fighter's getting a lot of flack. Marvel just... I mean, Marvel's fine. Laid but, the egg, man. But uh, Marvel, I don't know, like they they've had a lot of successes too, like Resident Evil Seven. And yeah, that's true. Also, I think uh, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition comes out a couple weeks before Monster Hunter World comes out, if I'm not mistaken. So they'll have that plus Monster Hunter World coming out will probably boost their sales uh, or at least start off their year really, really well. Dude, I don't you know think what? they're in. Go ahead. I was gonna say, you know what sucks for Bandai Namco? Fucking What's... DBZ Fighters comes out the exact same day as Monster Hunter World. I thought it Does came out it? in February. Yup, it comes out the exact same day. Why would they try to go up against that? Unless they pushed it back to February. I, I heard that it was they... coming out the Let same day. I, I, you know what? I want DBZ Fighters now, but I hope they pushed it back to February. No, it is. Because... It is the exact same day. Yep. Oh no, that worries me. Why would why would they why would they push a I challenge mean, directly up against Capcom like that? I mean, the FGC is going to buy it regardless. It's just people that play Monster Hunter will probably get it like a couple weeks later. It's just mm-hmm. what like what players like want to play both those games. At least I don't know. It's just like Monster Hunter audience and FGC audience. I don't know. It's I don't <sighs> see a lot of people like a lot of crossover there except for us because well. We're fans of both. Right. I'm talking more so like if you have a budget and you have one game you can buy for the month, you gotta choose between the two if you're even considering one or the other. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe Dragon Ball will be fine then because it's definitely a more recognizable franchise than uh, than Monster Hunter. Yeah, definitely. Although, 
the, that is the gimmick with this Monster Hunter. They are literally pushing the whole Monster Hunters taking over the world thing. They're tr- you know, this is really their big attempt to, uh, to, to truly get a widespread Western audience with Monster Hunter. And you can see that with the influences and the, the way they've changed up the, uh, the, 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 the world in the game. They're going to ruin a lot of the Dark Souls uh, players, oh, dude. I feel. At, you know, dude. As if gonna, they I had it gonna, already, but... Dark Souls, I mean, it's basically the Monster Hunter system, except with a focus on smaller monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, like, I think Monster Hunter World is going to be absolutely incredible. I think it's going to do exactly what they want it to do in uh, in... in Inviting in a, a, a more casual audience and B, a much wider audience than Monster Hunter has ever really seen here in the West. It's gotten moderately popular here in the West. Especially but nowhere since near. it's off of the 3DS now. Yeah, 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 it's on, it's on a bigger, more, uh, more popular console. Well, I don't know if I should say more popular. Mm-hmm. 3DS has sold gangbusters for like almost a decade. Yeah, I was going to say 3DS is far more, uh, widespread than PS4, unfortunately. Like even in Japan. More people on a 3DS than a PS4. That commuting audience. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think another big factor with Monster Hunter World isn't just like grabbing an audience; it's maintaining it because yeah, it's the most user friendly and also has like modern sensibilities of like daily missions and weeklies and stuff like that. They've taken it and like they've incorporated not just Western style um, um, choices like. Uh, like with the the open world aspect of it, and like the way they're they're uh, they're they're opening it up with with tutorials and really giving you an in depth look at how to play the kind of class you want to play. But they're also taking in a lot of MMO side or style resources with um with the way it sort of kind of encourages uh, team play and co or in communication and all kinds of stuff like that. This there's just so many different facets to Monster Hunter World that I'm really looking forward to uh, to just trying out myself in just a couple of weeks when the beta comes out. Mm-hmm. By the way, speaking of Monster Hunter, hi everybody in the chat. If you're watching right now, I'm playing a Monster Hunter spinoff that uh, it's called Tokiden 2 because I need Monster Hunter World in my life. It's the closest thing he can get to console. Two months, Nate. <laughs> Monster Hunter right Two now. Two months is all you Two need. Two months. Yeah. It's, months, getting, it's getting scarily close. So, um, are we going to play on PC first or PS4 first? Uh, PS4, it's, uh, clearly. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's not coming out on PC until later in the year. That's right. Yeah, I'm not waiting. <laughs> I understand. Uh, I mean, I, I will forgot about Destiny that. 2 f- and, and for you guys and get it on PC, but that's largely because I know people who can't get it on PS4, so... Yeah, so we got to start with that old. We got to start with that old console pleb experience. As long as it runs at sixty frames, I'm good. Uh, PS4 is uh, pretty thirty good about FPS. That. It's thirty. Is it? Yeah, it's thirty. Ew. Monster Hunter has been thirty since I know. Try. I know. So I'm not complaining. It's Ew. just. It's just. Sad oh, that's not true. For you, did run at sixty FPS on 3DS. Yes, it did. New 3DS. But um. That's a good enough starting point. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 47 of the End of the Week podcast. We're back once again with your roundtable of hosts to discuss the gaming world, what we've been playing, what's been going on, and what's going to be happening soon. We've got our usuals, Mr. Hunt Artist. Yo, yo. And, of course, Mr. Now Producing Content, Black Fox. Don't subscribe. Don't subscribe. <laughs> unsubscribe if you are subscribed, exactly. and then Unsub, subscri- Sub and then to subscribe Young to the Black Link. That's that's a much better. Yeah, get him over. Much, thir- 
get him to 34k subs and then he loses get, it and then he we gets gotta, it back and then he we, loses yeah it. we we gotta fight youtube on that whole <laughs> get a sub lose 10 sort of thing uh but we're back gonna be talking a bit about some of the games we've been playing get into some news topics and talk about uh little bit of what's going to be coming in the next couple of weeks wonderful to have you guys here but first things first happy thanksgiving everybody hope you guys had a good one man happy thanksgiving man it was good right on how about you john you have a good one i ate too much yeah but you didn't that's <laughs> that's the celebration that is that's how you celebrate that's the the patrician's way to celebrate thanksgiving i'm you pretty eat sure way too much the amount of food that i consumed could have fed an african village for about a week Mm, it could have, but instead it fed you for a day, so food went somewhere. Now I feel guilty. You shouldn't. You should feel happy. I mean, you, th- you think those those poor African kids would be looking at it and be like, nah, John, don't eat. Eating for plebs. Like, literally the whole point of Thanksgiving is being thankful for the things that you have. And you're Correct like, man, I feel guilty. Man, I'm thankful feel for my hood. I'm thankful for my dubs. <laughs> But, uh, yee! And after, of course, Black, or after, of course, Thanksgiving, we had Black Friday, which, uh, some, somebody celebrated. I did. Yeah, you did, Mr. Consumer Big Mans. Bought a bunch of things, did a bunch of stuff. Alright, real quick, since John's got the most, Sean, did you buy anything on Black Friday? I did not. (laughs) I bought one thing. It took a little while for me to realize I had done it. I bought, uh, the new Wolfenstein. For, for thirty bucks, twenty for twenty bucks off, yeah. Oh, there Wolfenstein, the new cuck. I mean, the new order. Did you buy? <clears throat> oh, no, not the new cuck. The PS4 <laughs> or PC? PS4. Nice. Okay, you've been playing it. Uh, no, I it just finished installing just in time for the stream. So right. I would play that here. I might pick it up. <laughs> I would not play that. Play that on stream. YouTube may just take your entire channel down. <laughs> Oh, what yeah, is this? I'm sure. Nazi paraphernalia? White power? There's some clansmen in in this Getru- game. Gratuitous violence? Breastfeeding? Get this out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your channel might just get shut down for uh, you know, hate speech and all that other nonsense going on right now. But yeah, I, I didn't really buy anything. I, I there was nothing. I mean, there were a couple of sales that I was paying attention to. The Steam sale is just straight up bullying by this point. Steam is just trying to take all of your fight money. And it took mine. Um, it took yours. Uh, Ubisoft had a pretty good sale going on. Stuff like Assassin's Creed Origins was on sale for like 40 bucks. Um, Watch Dogs 2 is on sale for 20 20 That's really good. That's a fantastic game. I may go back and get that before the sale is up. It's worth, man. I mean, I, I almost can't believe that game came out this year. It came out last year. Fall of last was year. Was last year? Was it, it fall? Okay, I thought, I thought that was like early It's been about a year. year. Yeah, it's been about a year. Okay. Still really good, uh, and it's basically you know dropped I, by over fifty percent in price. I think the gold edition's like thirty three, which is like if you can get all the all the DLC for for thirteen bucks more, like, that's not bad. That's not bad, and that game is like leaps and bounds better than Watch Dogs One. Yeah, it's, whereas Watch Dogs One was just kind of like this isn't what I was promised. Bit, oh, this isn't what I was promised at all. A little <laughs> bit of a letdown. Watch Dogs Two is fantastic. It's um it's it's great all across the board. Um. I guess technically this wasn't a Black Friday purchase, but I did get Ultra Sun. Oh, really? Yeah, I did buy Ultra Sun. That's Let me a, tell you something, thing. dude. Did you pick your starter yet? I have. I'm on, like, the fourth. Did you pick Rowlet? Because if you didn't, oh, okay. then you committed well, heresy. You're way ahead of me, then, because um, uh, I picked uh, Litten, 
And boy, this game is hard mode when you pick Litten. It is. It, that's always the truth with Pokemon games. If you want to be a top tier uh, sweat, you pick that fire Pokemon. Like, I got bopped so many times <laughs> by the uh, the totem Pokemon. I got oh, bopped by yeah. uh, uh, the the water challenge. I don't want to say the Pokemon just in case. God forbid somebody here wants no spoilers in their Pokemon story. That that is some, that is one of the differences between Ultra Sun and and like the regular game. So yeah, don't say what Pokemon it is. Yeah, um, but that I got, got me bopped by surprise by that, and I got bopped by um, or I almost got bopped by the fire one, and uh, that's just because that one was a pain in the original game too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just had, like, the right Pokemon for the job, but this time I didn't. So I had to be, like, really... Like, I had to get deep into meta to, like, figure out ways to trick the Pokemon into beating itself. Or you hit multi-targeting <laughs> moves like Magnitude. Stuff like that. Uh, there you go. That'll do it. Or, Let or me just say this. Dedene, Parabolic Charge, mm. money. Money. Big, big cash money. Um, I, I kind of cheated. Uh, there's, there's a cave, like... Within like the fir- one of the first islands, where if you sit around long enough, um, a larvitar will pop up. Oh, ooh! So I nice. just sat in that cave and chained things until I got a larvitar, and then I leveled that up, and it laughed at most of the challenges. Outside of the water one, outside of the I, water one, it laughed at most of the challenges. I thought you were going to say that you transferred over from uh, Sun and Moon because they they uh, they made it this time so that you can transfer immediately from Pokebank. They did, yeah. Which in the last one, it was uh, you had to wait a couple like months before they let you do it. That yeah, it's it's generally the yeah, it's generally their their focus to to force you to play the game normally for a while before they allow you to swap over all your big mans from uh, from your your previous games. Sean, but, uh, which, but uh, that sucks the fun out. So I don't do that. Which starter did you pick, Sean? Oh, uh, let's see. When I was playing Moon, I went with Rallet because Rallet's the best. So this time Same. I went with Litten. You could, Same. Cool. You should have just gone with Rallet again because Rallet is. I should. I should have just gone with Rallet again because because perennial Litten, Litten is a little bit of a burger, and uh, <laughs> until you get to Incineroar, yeah, Litten's a burger. Until I get to to Meme Roar with the Dankest Lariat. The Dankest Lariat. <laughs> yeah. My my uh, uh, Baneri just learned uh, high kick. Or jump kick, high jump kick, oh, so it can miss and lose half its and health and die. <laughs> it's ninety. It's ninety five percent accuracy now. High jump. Wait, they kick brought it up from seventy. Jump kick. Yeah, it's jump kick. Oh, regular. Jump okay, kick. okay. Yeah, it's gonna say high jump kick. No shot. No, that's no like seventy accuracy. I was about to say no shot. That's ninety five percent accuracy. You gotta have like some kind of lock on skill to use before that. Otherwise, yeah. you just bop yourself. You just get self uh, self schmeated. But yeah, that's pretty much the only game I've bought within the last week or so. Um, that that's really different from what I usually play. I guess technically that counts as a a Black Friday purchase, maybe. I think it counts. Yeah, I mean it's 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 really basically just Sun and Moon, with some slight changes, some more Ultra mm-hmm. Beast and other things, with more Burger Beast. As long <laughs> if, if 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 it's not Dwayne Mans, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Dwayne Mans is Buzz the buffest man. The biggest buffest Pokemon of all time. Yeah, you thought you thought um, Machoke was a was a big man. You thought you thought Machamp was a big man. No, Buzzwole is the people's it is. champ. It, he, yeah, that's correct. He is the people's champ. 
But, uh, yeah, all right, so that, that's Black Friday for me and Nate. What did you buy, John, and how bankrupt are you? I'm not that bankrupt. I only spent about... All of it. No, I only spent <laughs> about, like... all of it. Compared to most people that probably went out and shopped in stores, I spent, like, 130 bucks, which isn't that much. That's, like, the price of two regular-priced games, right? 65 each, mm, right? Yeah, I guess. Sure. So, two regular-priced games. I got... One, two... Okay, I'm just going to li- list it off. Okay, first, it started off with World War II because I told Sean I was going to get it. Correct. I got that for 50 I was lucky to find a site that had a PSN code for 50 bucks. I was like, okay. So I got that one, 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then I went on the Microsoft store, and I was and I'm an eye in Forza 7 for a long time because I used to be a big Forza nut. Last one I played was, was, was 4, and then I stopped playing Xbox, and sadly, you know, Forza is a was or used to be an Xbox exclusive until, you know, they started porting the games into Windows. And when I built my PC, I was like, do they have Forza 7 on Microsoft Store? And I looked up and they did, but it was still full full priced. And I was thinking, you know, let me see if they're having a sale. Turns out they were. So that was $40, or actually $38. So I picked that up like without a moment's hesitation. Although I had a memory uh bottleneck so i need to download more ram so to speak um then just delete system 32 no i'm not gonna delete system 32 it's it's like you're playing near automata it's like should i get rid of my ability to move also on sale for like 35 and i was contemplating so much because i want to play that game that i think it's still on sale for 35 until the 28 Mm -hmm. so for three more days if you want to pick up a goes for a couple days so, like, Steam sales and I think PSN sales are lasting until the 28th or so. So, I picked that up. Then, uh, Overwatch was on sale for 20 Really? And I, I was didn't like, see that. I was like, hmm, it still is on sale if you want to get it on uh, PC. So, I was like, you know what? I got I got a couple of the uh, boys that play on PC. I'll go ahead and get this for 20 At the very you least... You want to face I, the truest sweats on PC? Yeah, they want to start sweating on PC. Oh no! Oh, I actually yeah. own that game on PC. Overwatch? Did it come with your card? Uh, no. A friend of mine bought it for me, and then I betrayed them by never playing it. Nice. <laughs> This—that's a <laughs> common story as of late. Oh boy! So I looked at the Steam sales afterwards because this, because this was like around mid-afternoon, actually around like noon when I bought all, all of this. You can tell I had a fun time downloading stuff, but you know what? I finished it all in one day because my internet is actually, like, in this decade. Big. Really big. So, the titles that I picked up were uh, Pyre, which is a RPG developed by the same people that made Bastion. I don't know if you guys have heard anything about Pyre, but it's a really good RPG that's come out in, like, the past year. It's, like, one of those indie RPGs. That was, like, yeah. 12 bucks. Then I got Hollow Knight, which is, like, a Metroidvania, like, set in a skeletal bug world where it's just like beetles and bugs but they're like mm-hmm. skeletons which i heard really good things about that yeah me too that's why i picked it up because it was on sale for like 10 then i got dead Cells, which is another metroidvania game and no it doesn't have any relation to metal gear even though i wish it did yell dead cell yell dead cell so i picked that up and it's kind of like a sprite based metroidvania dungeon crawler type game i was kind of in the mood for a metroidvanias 
So I got that, and then my last purchase was Fable Anniversary, because I'm a Fable 1 fanboy. I will tell the story about me picking up the game in a $5 bargain bin at, at Blockbuster until the day I die, because that was probably the most money I've ever gotten for a game. Mm-hmm. $5 for that game back in the day, just like on a whim, just, eh, I'll, I'll see what this is about. And I ended up loving it and put so many hours in that nothing compares to the, the uh, price-to-time to ratio that I got out of that game. So that was on sale for 10 bucks. So there you go. I yeah, see. but you know what you have to do now, right? What's that? You bought Fable Anniversary Edition. That's the collection one, right? Mm-hmm. You know by contract. You, you read the contract for buying Fable Anniversary Edition, right? No. You have to play Fable 3. No, I don't. You're you going have to cry to about it, Chicken Chaser. Fable 3. No. It's it's in the contract. No. You have to play no. Fable 3. No! You don't have a choice. <laughs> it was in the contract. You bought it. You have to play it. Oh. Bitter tears run down your face, Chicken Chaser. And also, a friend gifted me Fallout New Vegas Ultimate Edition oh. with, with everything in it. But guess how much it was? All of, all of the DLC for Fallout New Vegas. Uh, twenty bucks. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. The Where base is that game sale right is, this second. The base game is three dollars. On is it on Steam, on Steam right, Steam now? right now? That's a that's a must that buy a for anybody who's listening right now. You Obsidian's, need to go get that right this second. Obsidian's Fallout is the best Fallout that has ever been made. New Vegas is the best Fallout. I love all of, all of them, mm-hmm. but New Vegas is bar none. I have the whole uh, collection on PS3, and I was eyeing it, and my friend was like, you know. I got you. I was like, oh. And then he just gave it to me. So I was like, yes, nut, nut. So there you go. Those are my Black Friday pickups. I probably spent a lot more than I should, but I got a lot of bank <laughs> for my buck. I mean, hey, if, if you uh, if you enjoy the purchases that you made, then that's good enough. I did. I just need You to certainly this, made a lot. I just need to get this memory bottleneck figured out. I need to download more RAM. Download more. Oh. And when that works, uh, come back to me. I will. Right on. Well, I mean, I think that, that that's good enough to kind of take the place of some of the games we've been playing this week, because I've been playing ma- or mainly Pokemon. Not too much Destiny going on this week. Um, yeah, I'm sleeping on that game, although we will be talking a bit about Destiny 2 a little bit later in today's show, because Bungie is burger, and they screwed up, and I'm mad at them. But... We've got a lot of other things to talk about, unless you guys want to. You guys want to talk about some specific games you've been playing? Oh, um, Sean! Before yes. we go on to that, Chill Hop is having a fifty percent off sale on on all of their albums. Just letting you know, this is most excellent. I need to go find the ones that I don't already own and get in on it. What were you saying, Nate? I was just gonna say you and I have already kind of discussed some of the games we've talked or we've been playing. We both played Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I've been playing this a lot. There's Tokiden too. Um, uh, another game I've been playing, which I don't know if you picked up, Sean, is uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. You know, they had a direct for that. Was it this week or last week? I think it was last week. They. I did. I didn't watch it. Like I was in the middle of uh, making some. I was ma- in the middle of making a, a video or something, and it just kind of happened, and I, I never got a chance to go back and watch it. So I'm interested in hearing what this is all about. It's Animal Crossing, all right. Like, your main focus, it's a little more um, focused. 
Like, uh, so your main job in in the game is to acquire uh, resources so that you can build furniture, which will attract new people to your camp. And the more people you attract to your camp, the more your camp levels up, and the more facilities you can put in, and thus that allows you to collect even more villagers. And uh, that's basically the 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 flow of the game but um there are also random npc controlled uh like player characters like uh Mm -hmm. like avatars running around so like i could see you and like if you logged in one day i might run into you and then if i did i could go in and buy things from say your your marketplace or something earning you bells and points for making uh more furniture and things like that that's interesting. Uh, it, yeah, it's neat. Like, uh, it's not nearly as good as a full-fledged Animal Crossing, but um, I mean, it's like really condensed. Like, there's, there's, it's kind of like Monster Hunter in that there's like areas you can go to. Like, there's five areas or whatever, and they're all isolated. You have to jump between them, and in those areas you can do one activity. So if you go to Say, the bug-catching area, you catch bugs, that's what you do there. Or you can fish in another area, so on and so forth. It's not really like an open world for you to explore or anything. Um, so is, is this a 3DS game or a mobile game? This is uh, smartphones. Oh, so it's mobile. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it, it controls well, it looks good. It's just... It is a free-to-play game. So, like... You can speed up your ability to craft items by spending money on tickets. The game will give you tickets, but only so many a day. And Yeah. I kind of wish the game were just $20 and then I didn't have to do that, but whatever. Well, we I mean, we knew there were going to be some sort of microtransactions within uh, when, when Animal Crossing finally came to mobile, like Nintendo's been uh, talking about for really a couple of years now, so... As long as it's not super duper exploitative, I guess I don't really have too much of a problem with that. No, it's it's pretty okay. It's just the game doesn't have enough substance to really keep you playing, so mm-hmm. it's good for about ten minutes a day, and then you move on. So, which is the way Nintendo always wanted us to play Animal Crossing in the first place. So that's true. It was never really meant to be this kind of game you pour all of your life into. It was kind of the thing you're supposed to pop in every day, you know, clean up your town a little bit, maybe do a little something, sell a little something, make a little something, and then be done. And uh, I always thought it would be a really good fit for uh, for the mobile platform. And um, keep me updated. I want to know if this is going to be worth my time. Okay. But uh, yeah, uh, that's that's about all I've been playing. So, just like in summation, Animal Crossing, Pokemon, Tokiden. Right on. Same here. Me, Pokemon, uh, Call of Duty. That's basically, basically been it. Oh, wait! I did complete Super Mario Odyssey. That's something I did within the past week. You com- um, I f- wait, you finished the story or you completed it? I finished the story. Okay. <laughs> and so, uh. Cause there yeah. are 900 moons. Yeah, there's a lot of those things, and I'm at like maybe 300, so I've got a long way to go. Yeah, I'm at like um, 375 or something, it's ridiculous. But holy crap, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but what a finish to that game. Um, that, what a, what a great game Super Mario Odyssey is. Just a fantastic experience from start to finish. Every world is so unique, every world's so charming, and, and the challenges in them 
get to the point where they could be challenging, but never super frustrating. I think there's only one challenge in the game that I actually found frustrating. And we'll, we'll, we'll see if you can pick up on this. It's, um, in, uh, hmm, is that a spoiler? Just say it's the world. A, it's Mushroom Kingdom. Okay. Uh, it's a 2D section in that, in that world where you basically. Yeah. The, the one with like the bullet bills and the reversing gravity and all that. Yep. That was probably the only challenge in the game that made me sweat. And it's only the secondary star or moon in there that's really like. Yeah. yeah oh my yeah, gosh. That's what you're talking about. Going through the reversing, the, the reversing polarity was the most frustrating thing in the world because your controls reverse, but it doesn't tell you that. And they reverse on the fly when you face a certain direction. It's just, oh my goodness. That was so frustrating to go through. And that's probably the only challenge in the game that, that, made me sweat a little bit the rest the rest could be you know they, 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 could, they could put you through a little bit of work but it wasn't nece- it wasn't really a hard game at least for the 300 and something or power moons that i've gotten thus far but man what an incredible experience for mario odyssey is definitely a contender for game of the year and the ending the final story stage the way that pans out is just probably one of the coolest endings if not the coolest ending to any mario game mario and bowser have never felt like such bros yeah, that was that was that was a total bro moment and uh the greatest bro moment of all. And here I thought the uh the the Mario interrupting Bowser's bath in Super Mario Sunshine was great. Now, the the ending of Super Mario Odyssey just blows that out of the water. Bowser's inside story all over just again. Sit this one out. Yeah, <laughs> cuz Mario Odyssey's this, got you covered. This is the true bro moment and what man, what a fantastic ending that was. I love this game and I really hope after, you know, I've spent another 20 hours getting all the rest of the Power Moons, which I want to do. I want to get them all. Um, I would not be mad if they made DLC for this game. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's, it's kind of a toughie because, like, 900 moons. Like That's a lot. We have not even collected two-thirds of the moons. This is true. Like, I, I want DLC for the game, but I want it to be levels. Like, I want... That was maybe one of my only gripes about the game is that it only has a few worlds, and some of them are a little tropey and like kind of some of them are like extra short. Like yeah, there are a few that aren't long. There's a couple that there's only like ten moons in, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Um, but you know the super big ones like New Donk City and and so good. Yeah, like you said, Mushroom Kingdom Returns, and that one's amazing that was just like nostalgia forever that was, yeah that again i'm gonna try not to spoil anything but that was what it, that was incredible mm-hmm. an incredible homage to 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 mario history and um perfect way to to shore up the game after you've beaten the story you just spawn yeah. in there and it's just like all right this is a nostalgia trip it's a huge easter egg go crazy it also is home to my favorite costume uh which one uh, I don't want to say because again, spoilers. But uh, it's old school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I'm running around with right now. So mm-hmm. yee, I feel you on that. But yeah, Super Mario Odyssey, definite contender for Game of the Year. Uh, it very well might win. I think like the other big contenders right now are Breath of the Wild and um, uh, I can't remember what the third game I saw that was uh, the in the running for Game of the Year. But I, I don't think it stacks up to. Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. Those two are pretty heavy contenders. God, what else came out this year? Um, a couple things. Horizon came out this year. It's a pretty good yeah, game. Horizon's pretty good. 
I still not, think that that game not is Odyssey, not yeah. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> that game is marred by uh, some problems. You're talking but, about game yeah. of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the five nominees are Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, PUBG. That was it, PUBG. Uh, PUBG, really? Zero Dawn and Persona Five. Those are the five uh, game of the year nominees. Ugh, I hate okay, when so stuff like that happens. Well, PUBG, PUBG is there a, because of the popularity. Perfe- yeah, it's a perfectly fine game. It's just that's all it is. Yeah, like, it's I, just I like, don't. It's not. Yeah. It didn't necessarily introduce really anything new. It's a craze. Yeah, it's the it's the new Twitch darling. And that's and, and that's not to say PUBG is bad. PUBG is a very fun game. Oh yeah, for reason. absolutely. It's, it's just, top tier right now. But I don't. I wouldn't put it in the same category as Super Mario Odyssey or uh, Breath of the Wild either. That's, that's a game that that dude probably took maybe a year to make. And borrowed a ton of assets from other places. And yeah, but he made a fun of, game. He made a fun game, absolutely. But game of the year? Mm, maybe a subcategory of like most popular game of the year. Yeah, no, def- definitely one that of the most popular me. games of the year, if not the most popular game. So for the people asking, this is Tokiden 2 on the PS4. It's like Monster Hunter. It's except- basically Monster Hunter. A little more anime. <laughs> but yeah, so game of the year. It's going to be... Mm, mm. We'll, we'll probably have a, a follow-up EOTW when the, the, the uh, Game Awards show and all that goes on with their games of the year and talk a bit more about ours. But uh, of those nominees, which ones are you guys leaning more towards? Super Mario Odyssey, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Horizon Zero Dawn, or Persona 5? Ooh, Persona 5 is a good one. Um, I still haven't actually... I haven't beaten that yet. Really? I I got to the final boss, and I'm not a high enough level, and it pissed me off, and I just stopped playing. Um, So I'm probably going to restart that game before I beat it. Go for it. It's a great game. I I did that with Persona 4. I got up to the Nanako part and then restarted, just because... The best dungeon (laughs) of that game. Yeah. No, it's not it's not because it was bad, it was because I put it down and then when I came back I realized that I had done things wrong leading up to that moment. Like there were things I could have done better, so I restarted with my knowledge of the the mechanics and just blew the game away. So I'm trying I might do to that. I'm trying to do a uh, merciless playthrough right now and it's kicking my ass. <laughs> I bet. Um but if I had to pick a game of the year right now in uh, November, I would pick Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is still, in my opinion, a better game than Mario Odyssey, just, like, in terms of the breadth of content there is. Like, a lot of people keep saying, <laughs> diff- different breath, <laughs> with a D. Um, uh, people like to say that, that Breath of the Wild is not Zelda, or that it is, like, once you you get down to it, it's just, you go into a dungeon, you solve a puzzle, you find a Korok seed, that's all you do. Well, that, the, the things you do, like, like, the puzzle, it's not like you go in and the, the puzzle is always the same, like, the puzzles are all incredible, and all require that you use different parts of your brain to solve it. And, and you can solve them in multiple ways. In there's, any there's, order you like. Yeah. There's or you no can solve one none solution. of them. You can, you can run tell, yeah. butt-ass naked at Ganondorf and just run flailing like and I you did. can beat him. <laughs> exactly. So, like, Breath of the Wild is a triumph of gaming, whereas Super Mario Odyssey is 
an amazing game that we should have had a long time ago. That is the most That's fun I, I I will say that I've had running running towards Ganon butt naked and just be like, I'm gonna do it. I'm about to do it. I'm about to do it. And then I whooped that ass. Tore it up. Tore it up. You know, and um I would agree with a lot of that, because Breath of the Wild kind of represents for the Zelda franchise sort of what Ocarina of Time did, where it's this complete rewrite, complete revolution uh, in terms of the, the game structure, whereas Super Mario Odyssey is both a return to form for Mario, back to the, the kind of... Uh, the kind of styling that Mario 64 originally made when it created basically the 3D genre. And um, it, it, it basically perfects that. So it doesn't introduce a whole lot of new. It just perfects something old, which is, is definitely worthwhile. <clears throat> and I think it's a um, I think it's a fantastic game, Super Mario Odyssey, definitely worthy of game of the year. But I would also probably throw my uh, throw my hat into the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. What about you, John? For me, I've only played three of these games. I haven't beaten Horizon. I'm like stuck in, I probably towards the middle, like beginning middle um, of that game. So I haven't beaten it fully yet. Uh, I would probably say Breath of the Wild just because of the hours that I put into that game. Not to say I didn't put a lot of hours into into Persona because I, I certainly have, but. Breath of the Wild taking that new kind of Western style art like uh, RPG like approach to uh, its formula really struck a core with me coming from someone who loves Fable, who loves that kind of you know Western RPG. Not to say that I didn't like Zelda before because I love Zelda, but it just was a mesh of two worlds that I adored, and for that reason, I probably would have to go with. Breath of the Wild at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 definitely a game. Every every game on that list is worthy of the title. Persona Five is great. Horizon Zero Dawn's pretty good. Has its problems. PUBG is just super popular right now for for good reason. It's a very fun game to play. Um, Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, man, just two fantastic games, kind of encompassing uh, what's probably going to be the new standard for Zelda games with Breath of the Wild. And the new standard for Mario games, bringing back something old, which uh, as, as two big Mario fans, actually three big Mario fans here, I, I, I'd, I think it'd be fair to say is something we were all really hoping for um, with a return to kind of some of the Mario 64 styled, uh, Super Mario Sunshine styled gameplay rather than the more linear stuff that's available on uh, games like Galaxy and, you know, the new Super Mario Bros. franchise and whatnot. My one but, gripe um, with Odyssey... Although it is a collectathon, and I really like collectathons, I feel like some of the moons are just kind of like, why? Like stomping on on a certain mound in like the middle of this like, I don't know, this island or, I don't know, just seem like less is maybe more in that case maybe. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. There are some that are just like baffling. Like there are ones like you said, like you could stomp on a mound and get a, a moon, and put Walk on another one. You're- yeah. on another mound you'll just get a coin it's like what was yeah. the difference between this and that mound yeah like, like well that mound had a moon would be the game's answer but yeah there, there, there's some where it's like you walk through a door boom moon okay like, literally there are some that are just sitting on the I, floor i want like, there to just be walk yeah. up and take it i want there to be a be a quest or or journey for that moon not just like oh go here and then stop here or 
go here and turn in these uh, amount of coins for a moon. That's just like, I, I really don't understand that. But I understand that also that they really need to do it for like kids, you know, like, like really mm -hmm. small kids that really don't know. Oh, I don't want to do this whole challenge. I just want to, you know, like progress. And when that challenge, it, it, it does give you that constant sense of progression where you're just like, you're getting moons every couple of yeah. seconds. It feels like on some of those smaller maps where it's just like, oh, okay, well, I, I stacked up these Goombas. Oh, there's a moon. I jumped to this platform. There's a moon. Um, and then there'll be an actual challenge. Like you got to swim to the bottom of this thing, grab this item, bring it back up to the top, drop it over here. Boom, moon. And, um, yeah, they, they really definitely flooded the game with, uh, with those things. And you're, you're right, it's probably just for those collect-a-thon sort of things where you're just keeping people busy But for other than that, I didn't have a, have any gripes with it. That was the only thing where I was just like, question mark? Huh? These I things are everywhere. I still think the soundtrack is a little lacking. Like, some of the... It's got some amazing themes in there, but there isn't enough. Did Kondo like, do it? The game... I I'm think sorry? he did. Kondo I think he did, but it's just... The game is very quiet. They took a lot of uh, they took a lot of that sort of Breath of the Wild ambient background noise sort of thing and just left that in the game. Each stage has its own uh, specific, or actually, each stage has two specific themes. It's just one's an eight bit version of it and one's a normal version. And by the way, I love that they have eight bit versions of every single song. I think part oh, of that yeah, every totally. single map. I, I That's think so great. Part of that is they wanted to go uh, against kind of like the Breath of the Wild more towards the expo the exploration of those worlds and get away from the orchestral kind of linear worlds that were in galaxy where it was like, Oh, this mm -hmm. is just kind of like a linear world. So let's like amp it up with music. And now it's like, Oh, now we had these big worlds. So we just want you to explore those worlds and not drown it out with orchestral music and stuff that would maybe subtract from the experience in that case. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Like Nintendo has even stated, like they were scared to use like an orchestral soundtrack for Galaxy because they felt like a lot of people felt like they had to play along to the music, like they mm. were expected to play a certain way because of the music. Um, I agree that not all of the stages should have had an orchestral theme, but I don't know. Like a strong overlying theme is also not present. You know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of like in sixty four, that's kind of missing. There are too many areas in the game where you're just walking around and there's no music and i don't like that, that very much absolutely true there there's a couple moments i even made mention of it when i was streaming the game like wow just like in this area and it's just kind of quiet you know there's ambient sounds going on and whatnot you know you can hear the enemies and stuff so it's not like dead quiet but it's like man it really feels like there should be music here sean mm -hmm. could you imagine particular the spot observatory theme playing on the uh, moon just like a just like a rendition of the uh, observatory theme from Mario Galaxy, just playing while you're. I keep I kind thinking of, of that song. Mm -hmm. when I I'm kind playing of this wish game. you would, but uh, Dreadnought there in the chat is absolutely right. You can't beat Pauline's song though. Jump up, superstar! No, That's, that is that was a, a masterpiece, and what an incredible stage that was! Like, what an absolute love letter to the history of Mario, and it also shows you, canon wise. Pauline is best girl. Peach is yeah, that's Pauline's best girl. It's kind of hard she, to argue that point now. She wrote that song for Mario. Listen to the lyrics. It's all about him. Peach's gonna cuck you and leave you on the moon. Pauline's like, don't worry, baby, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't want to spoil the game, but boy, Peach, she is cold, man. <laughs> like, yes, that girl she's is gonna leave Mario to die. A stone cold stunner. Just, mm. I mean, that girl. Bowser and Mario were being kind of chodes, but like <laughs> isolation 
and just completely Man, she, lived she, had a, she had enough of it, but you know what? It's all right. Just go back into the sweet, sweet bosom of your girl, Pauline. Your original girl, Mario. She's been there with you since the beginning, dog. Never held it against you. Mm, get back with it. Actually, Ugh. unfortunately, now they've, they, like, canon, Nintendo has stated that Jumpman is not Mario. He's I a separate person. He, he, Mario never met Pauline. They can say whatever they want. It's like when they used to talk about um, about about Cranky Kong. Like, Cranky Kong is Donkey Kong's father. Oh, no, never mind. Now he's his grandfather. I don't care what you say anymore, Nintendo. You tried to, you're trying to tell me the Koopalings are no longer Bowser's kids. What you say doesn't matter. It also, literally does not matter. Nintendo has also canonically stated that uh, Mario is no longer a plumber. Or was never really a plumber. Yeah. I mean, he just... Happens to wear a plumber's attire, works in a plumber and go shop, pipes, go, and goes through pipes, the, and owns plumbing tools. And in canon, started his first game as a plumber. Come on, Nintendo. Get out, get out of here with that nonsense. Nobody believes you, Nintendo. Bunch of liars. Jumpman is Mario. Get over it. <laughs> oh, but all right. What do you guys say we move on to some of the news topics of the week, of which there are a few. John, you seem to be quite fond of uh, General Cuckery. Why don't you take the first one? Uh, I think it's better if you take because I'm not really all that familiar with like the the general Battlefront debacle. Like I did a little bit of reading, but not probably not as much as you have. Did you guys see that somebody built a robot to farm EXP or something, or farm uh, tokens or something in that game? In Battlefront, really. Too. Yeah, it's on it's on the front page of Kotaku now. Somebody built a robot to play the game. I might have to risk going to Kotaku to see this because that sounds great. Yeah. All right, so we know there's a lot of burger issues with EA and Battlefront right now, but the big issue is with Battlefront 2, a lot of the progression of that game, especially a lot of the stuff like Heroes, if you guys have never played a Battlefront game, uh, a recent Battlefront game, um kill streaks in that game are 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 basically like cards. And, uh, you do, you, you build up a bunch of score, you can activate these cards, and some of those cards are called hero cards, where you can play as specific characters from the Star Wars franchise, and they have special abilities, they're super overpowered, they're very fun to play and whatnot. This is gonna be just a very light version of it. But basically, in Battlefront, in the Battlefront franchise, you could, you could, you could always earn those. In Battlefront 2, they're kind of tied to microtransactions and supply drops. And, uh, you can earn them via in-game play, but it takes a ludicrously long amount of time to earn these things that used to just be a part of the game. Like, I think the, the general example most people were using was Darth Vader. Darth Vader is a character you can get in these hero cards that you can use as a kill streak. In previous games, Darth Vader was just out there. You could just, you could just, if you were lucky enough, you could get him. Um, in Battlefront 2, you can get him by buying supply drops or whatever the, the, the battle crates are called in that game and getting lucky with them. Or you could earn him in game by spending the equivalent of like 4,000 hours playing the game. I don't think it was 4,000. I think it was like 500 or something. 4,000 hours. Was it 4,000? It was, it was somewhere in the thousands to, to, uh, you know what? It was 4,000 hours to unlock all the hero cards. That's okay. what it was. 4,000 hours. And even if it, even if it was a little bit less, it, that's, that's still ridiculous. Something like 500 hours per particular card. And, uh, it, it, it it's quite easily pay to win because it, it basically, you go and you spend a bunch of money. You're more likely to get those cards, and those cards give you a direct flow of power into the game. 
a direct flow of power. It's, it's quite easily pay to win. This didn't go over well with the community, since a lot of this stuff was previously just in the game and has now been moved to supply drops, which heavily incentivize uh, players to spend money to get these advantages. And there's more than just the hero cards. It's like It was like upgrade cards. I talked a little bit about this after the, um, the Battlefront beta came out. Where you could, uh, you could, you could, there, there were certain cards that gave heroes and whatnot abilities <clears throat> that would give you a direct advantage. And like, it was easier to buy those cards than it was to earn them in game. So it was kind of ludicrous. But basically, this has gotten the attention. It got such negative press within the community on like Reddit and with gaming outlets that it kind of got picked up by mainstream media who, uh, pushed it out and started talking about the predatory practices of video game companies, EA in particular, with their their loot drop system, where you can spend money to get a chance, not even a guaranteed getting an item, but getting a chance of getting an item drop, and how that's basically gambling. So that's been picked up, and it's been approached by certain politicians in other countries. I think there's the story John has here is that a French senator sends a letter to the French Gambling Commission regarding loot boxes, and the state of Hawaii has investigated EA for predatory practices, and they want to ban the sale of games with loot boxes to minors. Also, the Belgium Gaming Commission has deemed that loot boxes are indeed a form of gambling, and all of this, I think, has happened within the past week or yep. so. So it's really taking, it's really picking up steam, and um, it looks like because of the actions of EA here, we've got a couple of politicians, some governments, looking to classify loot boxes in video games as gambling. Amen. And if that happens, and you know what? It may be, maybe amen. Please do it. <clears throat> because just make it if if that get rid if of that it. happens, that means they're going to be subject to government regulation. There actually might be a significant amount of fines going to companies like Activision, EA, and whatnot for the loot box systems that they have been primarily shilling and relying upon in a majority of their games for the past uh, three, maybe four years. We've really seen this sort of loot box system um, really kind of explode. And if we get some, if we get some regulation that agrees that this is a form of gambling, and I do believe it is, uh, anytime you're spending real-life money for a chance at an item in which you might not get anything from these sorts of items, that's gambling. There's there's no other way. And it, it definitely is predatory because it is aimed at the kind of kids who play these games. I don't think anybody here would argue against that. Mm -hmm. um, yo. Remember five years ago when we played Black Ops 2? Correct, Amundo. You spent money on a, on a DLC. And what came with that DLC? Oh, it was the Peacekeeper SMG. That is yep. one way that companies can solve this, is just give it to us with DLC packs. Let us have a guaranteed uh, chance at buying something. Like, just shove them into the end of the DLC packs. If you want to put out extra mm -hmm. content, let the players spend spend money on what they want. Or you could do like, a, I don't know, kind of like what mobile games do with microtransactions. Put the, put the guns in for like, I don't know, 3 to $5 if that's what you want to charge. If it were me, I'd... You know what? I think that's where this is going to go. Because if this does if this does get the push, and it's looking like it is, with all the attention in mainstream media and by politicians for this sort of thing, this is an easy win for anybody who wants easy karma points in, in on a political scale. Um, rallying against the, the, the cause of, of rallying against 
predatory companies pushing gambling on the children? Oh, that's easy. Especially on video games that politicians love to deem as evil in the first place. Yeah, Yeah, this is, this, I think this is going to pick up steam. And what's probably going to happen is a lot of these companies are going to face fines. Activision, EA, all of them, they're probably going to have to change the way they, they handle these sorts of microtransaction systems. And it's probably going to move ultimately to a system where rather than putting loot boxes in this stuff, they'll just put the guns on sale. Like, oh, well, you spend five bucks, you get this gun. Yeah. And, I blame Overwatch, <laughs> even though Overwatch is the only one that does it right. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, games like Destiny and Overwatch, it's it's basically all cosmetic stuff. Um, Actually, yeah, that's true. Buy, Destiny does that. Although, you can buy EXP ex- boosters in Destiny now. Except they fucking... Okay, so in Destiny 2, you don't get a vehicle until after you've completed the campaign. Which, yeah. it, like, wouldn't be so annoying if you couldn't just buy, like, a pack and then you might get a, a vehicle. Or just buy a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the whole loot box. Buy a chance at getting an item, maybe. I agree. It's, I've, I've, like, if for anybody who's debating whether or not it's gambling, you are betting on whether or not you will get an item. You are putting money yeah. down on the chance of you getting it. That is betting. That is There's what no gambling guarantee. is. It's that, that's, it's point for point gambling. That's why I say if this, if this actually gets pushed into any sort of regulatory field, like if this goes into a court case, it's absolutely going to be a massive L for a lot of gaming companies out there because they get a lot of money off of these microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Activision, their, their earnings report earlier this year showed that they made more in microtransactions than they did for game sales for uh, season pass sales, for DLC sales, for or expansion sales, and it was like more by two to three times from microtransactions. They make a ton of money off of these things, which and, and they can keep making it, that money if they if they just put the put the guns up for for sale. They can keep making the same well, not money off maybe of the not cosmetics, the, the no. same. But I feel like the average consumer will probably be more enticed to spend that five bucks on like a certain gun that they want rather than have a shot at it at least the smart consumers you know if See, i am guaranteed I- something for me spending money i feel like i would i would be more enticed to spend money that way rather than if i had a shot since i don't know i yeah like you and you and me sean yeah we'll spend like i don't know maybe five ten bucks if we have psn money laying laying around somewhere Mm -hmm. but if we're guaranteed something i feel like you and i were you know the smart consumers would be more enticed to spend that money rather than like "Eh, i'll just save it for something else yeah i'd much rather spend money on uh on a guaranteed on a guaranteed weapon than i would on a supply drop that gives me a chance at getting a weapon or something absolutely and um with 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 this getting the kind of mainstream attention that it is getting, we might be seeing a radical change in the gaming uh, the gaming sphere coming soon if this gets pushed into lawsuits and whatnot. Which <clears throat> some part of me thinks it should, because this is absolutely predatory. This practice has been absolutely geared towards uh, getting not just kids, but anybody who plays these video games to gamble their money away. And you're no matter what 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 you do, you're losing. The consumer is losing in this in, in this uh, in this endeavor to spend hundreds, possibly even thousands, as uh, John, as you uh, you and I have seen in the com- or Call of Duty yep. community, on games like this. It's absolutely gambling, and if it, it does get pushed into regulation, we're going to be seeing some big changes coming soon. See the 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 part that gets me about this whole thing is like it is absolutely gambling, and so in this scenario, 
the the game developer is the casino. And mm-hmm. in, in the casino's case, they are betting that you will lose. Because if you win every single time, then they're just out of a job. <laughs> like, the, the primary point of putting out loot boxes is they're betting on you not getting it so that you have to buy another one. Yep. So, I think that that's totally fine on its own as long as the stuff that's in the game does not affect the gameplay in any way, shape, or form. Like, yeah. if you're buying a gun that is quote-unquote the best gun or even has a different mechanic that you can't get in-game, then that's wrong. If you're buying a skin that makes your character look kind of cool, but otherwise you can still totally play the game exactly the same as you would have before, that's fine. Say that That is exactly how I feel. If it's cosmetic stuff, I don't care. You can have whatever sort of loot box system in whatever. But if it's something that affects gameplay, and very often with these these gaming companies these days, they do sell things that directly affect gameplay. I have a problem with that being in a loot box because then you, you you're enticing people to try to buy the new the newest, freshest, most useful thing in the game. And very often, especially just speaking for, strictly from a Call of Duty standpoint, a lot of times the new DLC guns that are in the supply drops are better than some of the base guns in the game. It does have an, a direct effect. I think that's scummy. And um, I would much rather just be able to buy that new weapon. I would greatly prefer that. And, uh, well, it's good to see. I, I, I don't know exactly if I want government regulation of this sort of thing, because anytime the government steps in to take control of something like this, it, it, it usually means radical changes in the future, but... I am glad this is finally getting the sort of mainstream attention that it deserves because a lot of these companies have gotten away with predatory practices for far too long. At least in my opinion. I don't know mm-hmm. how you guys feel about it. Um, uh, again, I'm like, I'm really mixed. Like, I think some games do it totally fine. Like, if mm-hmm. it's just cosmetics. Like, I know of people who have spent hundreds of dollars on loot boxes. Absolutely. For one game. Like, and if they're comfortable spending that money for things that don't matter then more power to you like i still yeah. th- i still think it's gambling but so long as you say outright like first of all like uh, where is it like in china i think you have to display the odds of getting the individual item you want yep I in think- china they 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 started regulation specifically because of games like call of duty that say hey if you're going to have loot drops you have to prominently display what the chances are of getting an item I think that should be the, the case for every single game. You should know what you're going in for. Mm-hmm. And I also think the prices for loot boxes should be reduced. Like, if Agreed. you're if you're paying money for a small chance, it should be a small price. Yeah. Like, I don't want to pay $5.99 for a 2% chance of getting a golden skin or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of changes that need to happen. And hopefully with the kind of microscope that's being put on these companies right now, specifically EA and Activision. Cause I, right now the, 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 most of the, the public outcry is against EA, but you know, Activision is sweating in their boots mm-hmm. because they take just as much of an advantage against, um, against their players as EA does with stuff like Overwatch and Destiny and COD. So I, I hope this does prompt a change in the future because it's about time we had one. It's funny because up until a couple of years ago, the public's eye wasn't even on Activision and, and, and EA when it came to microtransactions. It was actually on, on uh, Valve. With it was on Valve. Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike. 
Yeah. It's just kind of funny how and it's how it's progressed from that era, and Counter-Strike has kind of slipped back like, eh, we're still here, but you keep focusing on those two de- uh, yeah. <laughs> devils over there. We're just going to sit here and just be all uh, chill. <laughs> Continue doing what we do. By the way, hey, here's this website I just found. CSGO Lotto. <laughs> CSGOLotto.com. I don't know if you guys just saw this comment by uh, Dreadnought, but he was in an argument with somebody in Battlefront 2 about how the loot boxes are better in Battlefront because at least they give you an advantage. I That would be why we don't like them. Yep. <laughs> Microtransactions and gambling shouldn't give you an advantage against other players who aren't paying real-life money. I personally don't even think there should be loot boxes in competitive games. I think that's awful. Nate. It, it, you know, there shouldn't be anything that that affects um, the outcome in a competitive game. Yeah, that should not be for sale. What's up, John? It's not loading, and I'm mad about it. Rip. Click that link, I, I, Nate. Rip. Uh, uh, let me. I know I'm interrupting Cass, but but you need to see it. I, I, I need to oh, see it. No. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's oh, happening. No. Stop! Stop it now! <laughs> Kill it! Kill it with all the fire you can summon. Every last bit of it. Uh. Nate, I know what you're doing. Stop. Okay, so John, thank you for reminding me that I played Sonic Forces. <laughs> you, d- you did, and I'm glad you forgot about that. Cause, uh. Let me take a moment to tell you all that if you buy Sonic Forces, you will be sad. Rip. That is not like you'll be disappointed with the game, or you, will, uh, you, won't, you won't enjoy it. You will purchase it. You will have owned it. And you will become sad. It'll just introduce your happiness sadness. is over. Yep. It is gone forever. You cannot have it back. Rest in peace. That to game is sadness in a box. Good lord! <laughs> oh my goodness, you did play that, and I, I'm glad you forgot that you played that because you should. But anyway. Harping over on the old Activision, there is a little bit of a news story that I did want to talk about. I brought it up with you guys before the uh, before the podcast. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But basically, Bungie is now in a little bit of hot water for some uh, deceptive practices, as it were. Recently, players have discovered that there's coding in Destiny 2 that basically removes your EXP buffs and scales your EXP down to a level that is not represented in-game at all. Have you ever been playing Destiny 2 and felt like, man, you just started playing, you've got your Fireteam Medallion live, you've got your well-rested buff, so you're getting like times 3 EXP from the well-rested, times 2 EXP from uh, the, the Fireteam Medallion, and like for your first two public events, you get a great amount of EXP. But then, boom, after that, you're just like getting about, I don't know, maybe only about 40% of the EXP that the game says you're getting. Well... That's because you are only getting about 40% of the EXP that the game says you're getting. Players have recently discovered that there's coding in Destiny 2 that scales your EXP down um, once you've earned uh, uh, basically a big massive EXP within a short period of time. And that the longer you wait in between big EXP boosts, the more EXP you'll get. So basically, if you're if you're playing a lot of content really quickly, like if you're chaining public events... After about 10 minutes or so, the game is going to basically cut your EXP earned in half. Even though the game says you're still earning like 9,000 EXP per public event, you were only getting really around 4,000 EXP. And that could be confirmed via third-party apps like DIM and whatnot, and looking at your progress towards like your next bright engram. This 
was purposely coded into the game. It's not a glitch or anything. That's been confirmed. Um, and it's a little bit scummy because of the way, uh, because of the way it kind of affects your bright ingram earn rate. Of course, after you reach level 20, any level up you get after earning about 80,000 EXP goes towards getting you a new bright ingram. And with this sort of system in place, essentially limiting the amount of EXP you're getting without telling you that they're limiting the amount of EXP you're getting within a short period of time, it cuts your bright ingram earn rate in half. Now, over the past couple of weeks, this has caused a lot of community outrage. And yesterday, I do believe it was, maybe the day before yesterday, it was picked up by a few big gaming outlets like Game Informer. I think Giant Bomb had an article or two. Polygon had an article or two about it. Um, talking about how basically Bungie quietly coded this into the game. They didn't tell players they did, and it affects a lot of things like fire team medallions, which you can spend real-world money for to get that double EXP boost. This coding in the game essentially removes the effectiveness of that, so fire team medallions basically don't do anything for you. Same thing with the Clarion Call event uh, a week or so ago. That's actually, I think, when some of uh, some of the players really started noticing this. The Clarion Call was an event where if you play with uh, clan members, you get double EXP from all sources. And people were noticing that they weren't actually getting double EXP, and it turns out because of this scaling uh, this scaling program, it basically removes the, the, the entire point for Clarion Calls. It removes the point for the Pop-Tart bonus EXP. It removes the points, or the, the point of the, the Fireteam Medallion, making all of those items worthless. Now, after this got picked up by mainstream media, Bungie made an article talking about XP in Destiny 2, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but they basically acknowledged that this is not a glitch, this is something that was coded into the game. They didn't really apologize for it. They just said, hey, this isn't working as well as we thought we, we, we thought. We're, we're disappointed with this too. So for now, we're going to, uh, we're going to deactivate it. And yeah, a little bit of, uh, of the jaw hitting the floor there. Uh, a bit, a bit of, of scummery there. It, it, it wasn't an apology. It was basically Bungie just saying, we're, a, we're a little bit sad that we got caught doing this. Um, so we're going to go ahead and turn it off. Hey, you know, that's, that, that's great and all, right? That's, that, that sounds wonderful. Okay, they're going to turn it off so that the game stops lying to you about how much EXP you're earning and that you're actually going to be earning the EXP that you should be. Except they didn't just turn it off. After implementing a quick hotfix to turn off the XP scaling that is already in effect in the game right now, players notice something. To compensate for the fact that they're no longer scaling your EXP in short burst content... They also halved the amount of EXP you get from all sources. So, whereas you would get like maybe 9k EXP with a Fireteam Medallion buff active from a Flashpoint Heroic Public Event, you're now only getting 4,000. Essentially creating a zero-sum game. No longer, so they're not going to scale your EXP anymore. What they just did is they just cut the amount of EXP you get from everything in half, but didn't tell players that. Players had to figure that out just by going in and looking at the, the scaling numbers. Did you see the chat, Sean? Uh, what about it? Uh, Dreadnought saying that uh, Bungie tweeted out today that they are removing the EXP change as soon as possible. Is that the EXP change for cutting EXP in half, or, the EX, or was that in reference to the EXP scaling? Because the EXP scaling thing went into effect today. Oh, I, I don't know. Because I, if, if he can, if he can source that, if they're actually talking about the fact that they've now cut EXP earned in half, um, then they, that, then everything's well and but good. Wait. But, it wasn't in there. But wait, there's more. 
What is it? What's the they more? They increased the amount of XP that you need to get a Bright Ingram. They did. They changed the amount of EXP earned for Bright Ingrams. Before it was like about 80,000. Um, now it's like, uh, it, it's like 116,000 is what was last checked. So not only did they and, cut the amount of EXP that you earned in, in half, they also increased the, uh, carrot on the stick, or at least the distance that you needed to, or the amount of effort that you needed to put in to get the carrot on, on yeah. the stick. So, so you're getting half of the amount of EXP now. So he, their solution to the, the whole misleading practices, them purposely scaling down your EXP so you can't spam public events. And ultimately, let's be honest here, this is so that you can't earn bright engrams quite as fast because that's their microtransaction item. And they want to incentivize you to buy it. I, I think anybody pretending that isn't the case is just being disingenuous, especially Bungie. Boy, does this make anybody else not want to play Destiny 2 anymore? I think I already yeah, don't. <laughs> it's basically like we already don't play it like as much as we used to, so because of Bungie. It's a shame because you guys are like the loyalists of the loyalists. And we're not even trying Erect to play. It. Trying so hard to justify we playing played the game. Destiny yeah. 1 pretty much throughout its life cycle. Yeah, we we took breaks, but I don't think we were ever this like pissed off at the state of um, the game. The way Bungie's handling it, and now all these other things piled on top of it, I don't think I've ever been this upset with the game. Ever. I'm not even mad. I'm just I'm, I, I just feel so disincentivized to play Destiny. Yeah. I, I feel absolutely no reason to play it, and I have absolutely no desire to play it. And stuff like this, you know, that that was just because of some of the some of the the, the build facets of Destiny 2, with like the the extremely casual grind for loot at the end, nothing really being there for hardcore uh, hardcore players who are looking for something to chase. With the changes to PvP being uh, leaving PvP in the state that it's in right now, which I am not a fan of. This thing with this with this with this XP scaling thing, the dishonesty with this, because in my opinion, this looks malicious. That they, I, I can't think of any other reason for them to code something like this in game, other than to slow down your grind towards bright engrams. And maybe that was an Activision decision. Maybe it was a Bungie uh, a, a CEO decision. We don't know because they didn't tell us. And for them to say, "Oh, you know, we're not satisfied with the way this is working either," so we changed it. No, you didn't. You were completely satisfied with the way this was working. You, you knew how caught. this. You got caught. You knew how this EXP scaling thing was, uh, was, you, you knew that was in there. And you, it, it, when you put out an event like the Clarion Call, which is specifically to give you bonus EXP, you knew those would come into conflict. You knew players weren't really getting any benefit there. <clears throat> and you basically, you knew that this, the, that, that this was to prevent people from earning bright engrams. There's no other, I can think of no other explanation for them to have this sort of mechanic in the game. And the only reason you're making any sort of change is because a loud enough voices started talking about it and you got caught. And that's, that, that's just like icing on the crap cake of how I feel towards Destiny 2 right now. And it, it's a shame because John's right. We spent thousands upon thousands of hours playing Destiny 1. It's still one of my favorite games of all time. And, um, just to, to feel as disincentivized, as disinterested as I do in Destiny 2 right now, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. But Bungie, that was a scummy thing to do with the XP thing. Uh, it was a scummy response trying to weasel your way out of it with that explanation. Cut that kind of stuff out because your game's already hurting. You don't need to do any more el or else to it. Ugh. But yeah, so game companies are scum. There you go. 
I didn't even talk about the two token thing because I don't care. It's Curse of Osiris. I don't know if I've ever been this disinterested in Destiny DLC. Yeah, before. I really like. In terms of DLC, I look at Curse of Osiris and I'm like, I probably won't play you until maybe like a couple weeks after. And as soon as Monster yeah, Hunter actually, World comes out, I won't. Dude. I won't play Monster. Or I won't play Destiny two at all. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably not going to be playing a whole lot of Destiny two when Monster Hunter World comes out. Capcom, I just Don't want you to listen. I want you to listen to me for a second. Capcom, grabbing them by the shoulders. Capcom, I want you to listen. Don't you dare. Don't you pull Bungie and do this kind of stuff. Put microtransactions. Please. Please. Give me big, big armor. Let me, let, let me Yo, see it. Let me buy my DLC sword. Um, just, just Capcom, the, the floor is primed for you right now. You've got nobody else challenging you for the rest of like the month of December. I like for most of the month of January, just don't screw up. That's all you have to do to make big fast <laughs> stacks. Like, Challenge me. Just don't screw up. Make sure your people are watching. Like, I, ah, I can ruin everything. <laughs> so far they're doing absolutely everything right. All of the, the purchasable DLC is one pre-order and two, it's glamour. Like, it just mm-hmm. goes on over your already earned armor, and it looks nice, and it's cool. The rest of the stuff just, you can buy are stickers for in-game and other glamour pieces. Just don't screw up, Capcom. That's all you have to do right now. Yep. That's all don't you gotta do. do a bad. That's all I gotta do. Ugh. But yeah, fifty-nine so- ninety-nine to have the Fatalis sword. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Oh, yes. But that's it. That's it for the news. Unless you guys have some other news stories. No other news. Right on. Mm, no, I'm there good. There's one last section that we need to cover. Do it quickly. I will. I know. It's been a long cast. So, uh, as we do at the beginning or the or the end of the previous month and or at the beginning of the next month, we do the release schedule for games. For December, we have a, again, lackluster release schedule. For the first of the month, we have Xenoblade Chronicles 2. What an insult. <laughs> what, a, what a lackluster release schedule. Look at this Xenoblade Chronicles plebbery. Oh, I've actually heard good things about it. Uh, I don't know what to think, really. I played the first one. It was a pretty good RPG. Not, like, up there with, like, the best of all time. Maybe because I didn't really like Shulk as a, as a character. But... It's not up there with the best of all time. But uh, at least there's some good RPGs coming to the Switch before Pokemon comes, probably next year or the yeah. year after next. But glad that Switch also, is finally getting some titties. Uh, they're, pro- they're finally fleshing out their titles, at least. Uh, on the same day, mm-hmm. on December 1st, we have Doom VR on PSVR and HTZ Vive. If anyone's excited for Bethesda VR games, even though Skyrim flopped just a couple weeks ago, eh. Oh boy! So that's there if you want to play Doom in VR. Even though I would probably recommend just playing it. Oh, it's on sale right now for I think twenty to thirty bucks. So go pick it up cheap. Just don't buy the VR version. Just go buy it on sale right now for Black Friday deals. Uh, just get Doom. Yeah, just get the regular Doom. On December fifth, we have Curse of Osiris. <laughs> Yay! Oh boy! Yeah, but. On December 9th <laughs> through the 12th, we have the Monster Hunter World Beta on PS4. <laughs> the the people's champion coming to save December from these lackluster games. Coming to save your save mans. Your mans. 
On <clears throat> December 11th, we have the Battlefield 1 Turning Tides DLC, the premium access for, I guess, the season pass holders, which is what I assume that's what that meant. Yeah, that's what the premium so, access is. Yeah, I don't know too much about Battlefield 1. Although I've heard it's good. So if you're a Battlefield 1 good player game. and good you game. have the season pass, if you're playing it, cool. If not, I... Uh, on the 12th, which is the best day of all time, we have uh, Okami HD coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. I haven't played Okami in years, so I may pick this. Sounds like you know what to do for your birthday. I <clears throat> pick that up, maybe? I don't know. Question, Question mark? mark? <laughs> <laughs> also, on the 12th, we have PUBG coming to Xbox One via their game preview service. So, oh, yeah. so PUBG finally coming to console. So all you Xbox uh, players can finally play the game that everyone's ranting and raving about. Game's still not finished. <laughs> Game's still not. It, you know, it, it'll it'll probably take a couple years. I just hope it doesn't uh, go to the state that H one Z one's in right now. Because I was about to say, Nathan, I, it's, it's an <clears throat> it's an I, indie survival kind of or battle royale game. I just I it's, it's don't as finished like as it's gonna get. <laughs> I don't like early access games, and yeah. I think it's ludicrous that it's one being, it's not finished, but it's being nominated for Game of the Year and being put I on mean, the Ninety percent of games aren't finished when they're pushed out nowadays. Nowadays, nowadays. only <laughs> our Lord and Savior Nintendo and Savior. puts out full games. On, only Nintendo, Nintendo and, yeah, they're the only ones who do and that. Capcom can give us complete games that aren't mm. fighting games. Sorry, Capcom. Just give Rip. us more Monster Hunter. Marvel vs. Capcom was a mistake. Just make it into a whole <laughs> Monster Hunter company. Just do it. That's Monster Hunter and Resident Evil. That's okay. all you gotta do. Also, on the 12th, we have Fallout 4 VR. For for HTC Vive only. Not for the Oculus, not for PSVR, just for HTC Vive. I was talking with Nate uh, okay. about this before the cast. I feel like this probably has the most opportunity to succeed because uh, P, uh, PC mods will probably enhance the experience of VR. Like, Very likely. Because on PlayStation mm-hmm. 4, if you use the PSVR, there aren't a lot of mods on Fallout uh, 4 for PS4 because Sony doesn't allow you to take assets outside of the game. You you, you only have to work with the stuff yeah. that's in the game. So I could see it working. If they incorporate the VAT system in with the VR, I think that, that'd be kind of cool. But it'll probably flop the same as Skyrim and Doom. But we'll have to see. Yep. I don't have a lot of faith in VR right now. Nate was saying v- before we went live that VR really needs a a, a full uh, cycle, a full five year cycle at the beginning of a of a uh, console generation to really be viable. Except for like the the mm-hmm. PC VRs like Oculus and mm-hmm. HTC, those will take a couple of years to get going on on PC as as well. But they don't have to worry about the generations. I feel like PSVR coming in the middle of the PlayStation 4's life cycle, or at least Nate felt this, that it really kind of sputtered out, or at least it's probably going to sputter out by the time we get the next console. Or they just will allow us to take the VR and for like the new console, like the PlayStation 5 or whatever, like, oh, you can use your VR, your PSVR, since it's not marketed as a PlayStation 4 VR, it's just PlayStation VR. You can just take it over to the new console. I hope so. It's kind of sad that the only, like, I've played uh, quite a few VR games now. Like, I've only played two that are, like, very clearly were made for VR and or worked well with VR. And that would be uh, Eve Valkyrie on the PS4. That worked really well. And Mm -hmm. the most depressing one is Summer Lesson. 
I yeah. played that. I played that summer lesson game, and I didn't understand a word of it. It was creepy, and I stopped playing it. But it was very clearly made for VR, and it worked. Waifu for laifu. Oh, why you love the name? So, yeah, I loved it so much that I have like two minutes in trigger. <laughs> played it for like lasted, two minutes. Only lasted two minutes. It, dude, it's really creepy. <laughs> it's literally like, hmm. I'm gonna. Oh, oh my gosh! I dropped my book. I'm gonna bend over to pick it up. You better not look. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, pick up that pick book. It up. Hmm. Get ready to learn. You will pick it up. Um, that's right. For the last game on, the- it's like, where is my rape whistle? Oh, well then, you left it outside. <laughs> I threw it in the trash. I threw it in there. Better pick it up. <laughs> you better not look tonight. Yeah. Book. <laughs> <laughs> for the last game that i have on this list also if um if any of the games that I, I that i don't have listed are some of you are some of the ones that you are anticipating for december that i don't have on here i'm sorry sorry that get mad they weren't good enough i for just the list. don't know any of them so <laughs> i'm sorry uh episode ignis of final fantasy 15 comes out on the 13th of december luckily i yeah. luckily i have the season pass I don't actually haven't tried the uh, Companions DLC, the the multiplayer expansion that they pushed out. So I don't know what what kind of state the game is in currently. I need to go try that just to see for myself. But John, yeah, are you excited for Creatures of the Deep? Uh, I mean, I like I mean I like the fishing thing. It's not like I hate it. <laughs> that's another VR title that I just I oh yeah, of it. that's like, that VR uh. title. I forgot about that. Uh, uh, you can play it without VR, but yeah, uh, I'll give it a shot. I think I love fishing, but like I don't know, it's just like hanging out with the bros, bros fishing in VR <laughs> for bro fishing. It's just, the name of the game, man. I don't know. It's just, it's just, what just you like, wanted, like man. my most anticipated title for for uh, 2018: Deep Fishing, Final Fantasy with Deep the bros. Final fishing. Fantasy, big the <laughs> I'm cat about simulator. to catch this fish. You better not look. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to do it. <laughs> oh no! Prompto took a picture. Oh, no, ever will I get it back? This fish Unbuttoned can go shirt. super slimy. <laughs> super slimy too. No way. <laughs> but right on. That is pretty much gonna be it then. Those are the games for December. I'm really just interested in Monster Hunter. Yeah, just, just give it just to bring me. me. Yup, yup, yup. Gibby. Bring me Monster Hunter World, that demo. I'm mad it's only going to be for three days, but hey, I'll take extend that over uh, Curse of Osiris. For a full month. Ex- extend the beta. I mean, Let me they, see it. If they did it for a for a full month, that would leave two weeks until like... Actually, two weeks exactly. Yeah, man. Before. And how perfect would, would be that great. be? Just be like, okay, demo's over. Now we have two weeks to get hyped. But, yeah. December usually isn't like a really like big month for releases. It's mostly November and December and yeah. November were kind of eh, they're okay. Not like the greatest releases that I've seen. I think uh, October really stole the show this year. Like October had Odyssey, October? October had um uh, was October. Yeah, October had um it was Odyssey. What else mm-hmm. did October have? I did the release schedule, didn't I? Uh, I forget. No, anyway, Pokemon, just Odyssey. I remember else. Odyssey, and that's all that matters, right? Right, boy. That's all, that right? is all that okay, matters. Good. Odyssey is one of those games that it always feels like you bought it yesterday, and yet you've had it for your entire life. 
Yeah. That's good. That yep. means it's a new classic. That's exactly what classic. I wanted from it. It's a hood, it's a certified hood classic, as a matter of fact. Super Mario Odyssey. Let's get down. Jump up, superstar. Love it. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap up episode 47 of the End of the Week podcast. The next episode we'll have is probably going to be one where we talk about game awards, you know, some of our favorite games of the year. And uh, maybe gush about Monster Hunter World. Just make it an entire podcast of nothing but Monster Hunter World. And Are why you it's stating great that we're only going to do a sucks. cast once the, once the beta comes out? Yes. So yes. no cast for, for three weeks? That's right. Nut. Correct. I mean, nut, nut. it's not like there's not a precedent for oh that. Oh my god, guys! <clears throat> the beta's in two no weeks. Talking about. Two weeks to the day. Uh. Two weeks to the day. So uh, I hope you guys are ready for me to be st- and Sean to be streaming that. And John, I guess you could stream it now too, right? Uh, yeah, Come I guess I could. Triple stream. Triple doubles every, every night. night. That's this right. Qualify me. Qualified for that for the hunt. dream team. That's right. But thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. Before we get on out of here, we will let you know where you can find us across the internet. And if we've got anything special coming up within the couple of weeks, since this man just got his uh, his infrastructure upgraded and he's finally starting to put out stuff regularly on his channel, he even made a couple of videos. Y'all should check him out. Black Fox, where you at, man? What uh, you, you do? Can follow me at triple double every night on uh, Twitter. I know yes, I've just said outro before, real... but it, it mean, it, I mean, the, I mean the. The URL is still the same yep. at the end of the day. It works. So go follow me there. Good. What do you, Are you working on anything right now? I'm working on the script that you need to do for me. Oh, I'll probably put yeah, that up on, on my uh, channel. It's like a class project that I'm doing. We're supposed to take a media text and analyze it from uh, angles. Uh, production, uh, text... Analysis, audience reception, and uh, wrap-up thoughts. So, I'm making the script for Sean, <laughs> even though it's my thoughts. He's going to be reading it because I figured Sean doing the narration is just uh, guaranteed. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my teacher said I could. I was like, "Hey, can I get a friend to, to like narrate this?" He's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever you want." I'm like, "No, no." You, you whispered, "You about to get it." He, I hope you're right. ready for your news. He's not week. ready, so I'll probably throw that up on my channel after this week. It'll probably be around, I don't know, maybe the second or third, probably next weekend. Right on, man. The hardest well, score gaming literature action. It's correct, Amundo, but I'm I'm down for that. Yo, Hunt Artist, what are you doing, man? Oh yeah, I'm here. Um, uh, I'm gonna be playing Monster Hunter World. That's it. When the beta comes out. Uh, Good choice. Uh, until then, I'm just going to like click the Hunt Artist button and then uh, disappear for a couple I'm weeks. I'm going to check my calendar every second. It's like, is it out yet? <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can you can look forward to that. Uh, if if I get enough people telling me they want to play uh, Tokiden 2 with me, I might stream some of that. But uh, it's kind of like a lesser hit. Kind of a like a... A niche title, so I doubt anybody's going to bother. But yeah, Still totally that. And, I've enjoyed uh, what I've seen of Tokiden Two here today. I, I especially enjoyed Big Titty Snake Lady. Uh, yeah, uh, there are quite a few monsters like that. So excellent, Monster Harem. This, go. This is what I wanted. This is everything that I wanted. But right on. You can find that man at Hunt Artist. You're on his channel if you're watching live right now. Oh yeah. So good job. 
And of course, I am the Black Link. You can find me pretty much everywhere across the internet. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at the Black Link. Let's see, this week, Bungie's going to be having its final Curse of Osiris live stream. Uh, I'll probably be covering that and streaming leading up into it. Hopefully, they do something a bit more substantial than hashtag two tokens. I don't think they can take another... Eh, after after that debacle Nothing. with uh, with the most rewarding public event in history and then this EXP thing, I don't think Bungie can take too many more public L's. So hopefully they're going to, to, to whip out all the stops and make this live stream at least a little bit exciting. They for need people. to announce we'll so to many see. quality of life overhauls that it's not even funny. Yeah. It's and it is probably not it's going probably to happen. Probably not. I don't think they address quality of life until probably uh, maybe the next expansion or just the uh, the uh, big expansion next September. It's very yeah. possible, man. I don't see it happen. And um, that's worrying. It's definitely a little worrying. Yep. But we'll be covering that. You know, we're doing some live streams, some uh, Call of Duty World War II. John got that, so we're going to be seshing up in that. Um, I'm finally going to start playing some Battlefront 2. I'd like to make that the next game that I stream the story mode of. Apparently it's not that long, it's just like three to four hours, so I figure I can do that within like one to two playthroughs. Should be super duper fun. But make sure you're following over at the Black Link on YouTube for all of that stuff. But anyways, that's it for this one, guys. Thank you guys so much once again for tuning in to episode 47 of the EOTW podcast, the end of the week podcast, where every day is the end of the week. We'll catch you guys on the next one.